singing inside. I love this song. It makes me want to sing. Right? <laughs> Not Mo. Inside, I'm belting in this out right way. now. I'm really good at mine. Oh my gosh, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast after the broadcast. Uh, I've got Jamie Lee Frazier and Mo Brosette. We just finished uh, a live show here in Big D. And uh, and we love doing these podcasts after the broadcast because we can swear if we want and oh. we don't have to worry about oh. the beep button. Did you know that? I did not. You can swear. You can totally swear if you feel inclined. Go ahead. You can be vulnerable. Uh, you can. You can be vulnerable and let, let your swear words out. Uh, <laughs> that and we just get to talk about topics candidly sometimes which is very hard to do you know um live on the air it is because you you never want to offend someone you really don't um and we certainly don't want to do that here but let's get started because i love i love what we're talking about uh today we're talking about life and dating after divorce and bad relationships uh mo brosette is currently the director of mindset and nutrition at the adaptive training foundation he has been in the health and fitness industry for over 24 years and he is an expert on human behavior mindset movement and nutrition he uses techniques uh, learned personally and in his work with athletes of every level to help his clients manage stress, reduce pain, and achieve goals. Uh, Mo has helped many public and private companies through the implementation of his corporate mindset program, and you can find him at brosetteperformance.com. And Jamie Lee, love this girl. Uh, I love you too, Mo. Thank I just, you. Sorry, I didn't say that with it's you. Okay. It's okay, right? <laughs> it's okay. But I do. I love Jamie Lee. She's always a, a positive uh, force of energy when she comes through these doors. And she is an award-winning business growth, uh, and you are too, Mo. By the way, <laughs> I need an I need an award. I feel like I have to compliment right? everybody equally, you know. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but Jamie Lee is an award-winning business growth expert, and she has had her share of adversity, as I said, to overcome when she survived a bombing attack at the age of only 22. Uh, before self-help and biohacking became mainstream, she discovered the power of vulnerability and positive psychology. Jamie Lee partners with both male and female entrepreneurs as a guide to expand growth, and she is also a master in neuro-linguistic programming and a mom of two. You can find her at Jamie Lee Frazier. Dot com. Okay, wow. So divorce. A big that's a big word. And life and dating after divorce and bad mm-hmm. relationships. Um, so let's talk about this, you guys. Uh, I think everybody here speaking has had um at least one bad relationship, right? Or Oh yeah. Right yeah. At least. I mean I mean <laughs> it's just part of growth. It's it's part of interacting as a human being. And um and 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 uh, you are you're married? Right? I am, yes. You're recently divorced, mm-hmm, Jamie? Mm-hmm. And I've been married and divorced twice. Right. So, and I've been divorced as well. And Oh, okay. So you're married. And, okay. So hopefully you'll not get divorced again. That's the plan. That's the plan. Because yes. I don't think anybody, <laughs> you know, that brings up a great thing because I don't think anybody ever gets married thinking that they're going to divorce. Right? I don't right. know about that. I don't know about that nowadays. I think there are a lot that some people get married and like, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, they've got a plan. Yeah. Well, I think sure. you might be right, and I and I think that a lot of guys, I, sorry, guys okay. listening, but I do think a lot of guys, especially, um, will have a wife uh, for their children, uh, and 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 in the, the lean years, building the business, and then feel like they have to do a trade in like a car after about fifteen or twenty years. Am I wrong about that? 
I don't know. Is that from experience, Bernadette? Well, I don't know. Hmm. Um, uh, well, see. So, oh. <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, we aren't going to go there. <laughs> we aren't going to go there. But, um, but I do think it happens frequently. Uh-huh. I do. I think that women get traded in like cars. And I guess men mm-hmm. do too. I wouldn't know because I'm not a man. Right. Do you feel like that happens more to women than men or what? I feel like it happens more to women than it does men for uh-huh. sure. But it does happen. Yeah. And I don't know why it happens, but we're going to talk about it. So what are some signs that a marriage or a relationship may be over? Oh, I mean, being over is one thing, but you know when things are getting, becoming unhealthy. I mm-hmm. think a big thing is when there's little respect in the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you have to seek connection and intimacy outside your marriage, I think mm. that's a big one. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's a deal breaker, I think, for most people, don't you think? You would think. You would think. Would be for me. You guys, that wouldn't be a deal breaker? Do you speak oh. from experience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking from, from from my side. I mean, sure, we can talk about experience. I think there there are deal breakers for sure. But it is what are you willing to do to work on the marriage? What's going on underneath? Mm-hmm. And I think, again, this is talking about vulnerability that we mm-hmm. just spoke in, the, in the, the live show. But I feel that seeing so much breakdown and disconnect in relationships is sad. Mm-hmm. And there is something going on in the marriage where I feel that people need to start talking about it mm-hmm. because people are just living unhappy lives and that's not what right. it's meant to be about. Well, or, or maybe it's something going on in the individual that they never Absolutely. addressed before they got married Absolutely. so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I was showering this morning, I was thinking about us talking about this and I was thinking of a friend of mine uh, that I'd asked her, you know, um, and she's been married, I guess, 25 years. And I said, what is it you think, you know, keeps really keeps people together? How do some people just stay married forever? What do they what do they do differently? And she said to me that she said, well, my grandfather told me this when I asked him that same question about how he and my grandmother stay married for so many years. And his response was this or her response from his response (laughs) was (laughs) this, that he said, well, I guess we got lucky and um, neither one of us both fell out of love with each other at the same time. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So do, so bringing that up, do you think that that happens? People fall out of love with each other for a while, you know, for whatever reasons, and then but the other person stays in love, so that salvages the marriage or the relationship and and keeps it going during lean or bad times? Maybe the way that I will answer this okay. is <laughs> Okay. When you think about what you want to get married, you get engaged, you get married. Both of you are choosing that. Right? But when someone wants to leave, only one person has to choose. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, I think things happen. We all evolve and grow at different mm-hmm. rates. And it is, how do you keep the love alive? How do you keep that connection? Mm-hmm. Because I feel that there are key things that you need in a relationship to to keep it alive, to keep it healthy. And I do, th- I think communication and getting vulnerable is, is a big one. What you're feeling, what mm-hmm. you need, mm-hmm. you know, and asking for what you need. I mean, I'm learning that as part of the dating process and having to communicate in a different yeah. way, you know? Yeah, well, so that, you're back in the dating game. So you're, yeah. you're, you're back in the, what were you going to say, Mom? Well, I was going to say, you hit it on the head and you've said it a couple of times now is the communication piece. Because one of the, the things that, that I think also that happens is silence. Because there, there's always going to be an ebb and a flow, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to always be the same person that you were when you got married. Mm-hmm. You have different interests. You have different things that, that you, you, we change. We evolve as humans. Mm-hmm. But if you don't talk about those things with your husband or your wife and you just expect them to see those things happen mm-hmm. and they don't, then you build resentment. Then mm-hmm. that's where the falling out of love happens. Right. 
and and it's and then then it just then you get resentful and then it exacerbates and then it just goes away. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It does. And so you know, divorce can impact so many areas of, of your life and your children's lives. But specifically, how does divorce impact our health? You guys. Mm. Wow. Stress, cortisol, um, hormonal disruption. You know, there, obviously there's going to be a disruption in sleep. Um, and depending on how long that takes and how long that cycle plays out, that can that will will catapult other aspects of of your health. So you stop eating, and then when you do eat, you binge, and then you feel guilty, and then there's there's this. Well, I feel guilty because I ate, and now mm-hmm. no one's really going to love me, and it just it's just this perpetual cycle of mm-hmm. of despair and guilt. So from a health perspective, you're just you're fanning the fire of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. He's making me think of something funny, actually, how, you know, people will get a divorce and then all of a sudden they get in great shape. And they they're like, why didn't, why didn't you do that when we were married? You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think a lot of it due to stress. I know from me personally, so I will get a little vulnerable here and share when my first divorce, um, after the divorce, um, and I got down to like a size zero, literally a size zero, which was too thin. Um, and I wasn't trying to, I just couldn't eat. And sometimes the stress mm-hmm. of, of going through a divorce, you, you really just lose your appetite. You do. I was mm-hmm. the same way. I had to force, I, I, I would find it that even if I made like a, a protein shake, I would have to force myself to drink it. And I would still, in that process, be nauseous. Yeah. But I knew mm-hmm. I needed sustenance. Mm-hmm. So I would force myself to drink it. And then that would be the only thing that I would consume for a majority of the day, if mm-hmm. anything at all. I bought these really sexy, uh, great Louis Vuitton boots when I was that thin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can zip them up now. They were so cool. They really were. Um, they're the ones that I said on the air a couple of weeks ago that, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, what is her name? She was just in concert. Why can't I think of her name? Oh, J-Lo. J-Lo. Oh, Jennifer right. J-Lo has J-Lo. the same boots. But it's so sense. funny. And, and that's another thing that um, I think women are famous for this after they get a divorce. I don't know about men because I'm not one. Um, but I think that women, after you get a divorce, and if you, like me, got super skinny, yeah. I, um, I bought a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, you got to, it's, it's the need, the need of love. So you go shopping. To, Have to you done better. that? Have you been doing more shopping? Did it, that happen to you? Actually, no, I haven't been doing more shopping. I think for me, it's like, I've, I had a lot of businesses with my husband. So it was now going into mode of, I've got to start creating again. Mm-hmm. So it's how do I get out of the funk of mm-hmm. feeling like, I've got the same thing, feeling sorry for myself, I've got to do this alone, mm-hmm. or um, am I good enough? You know, going through through, through these motions, I mm-hmm. think it is quite normal. And I felt the same too. I wasn't eating much initially. Yeah. I was exercising ridiculously. I think mm-hmm. I was like walking mm-hmm. four hours a day yeah. just for the, to for my mind, just to think things through. It's yeah. like I needed to think a lot. Um, I needed the dopamine hit from right? the boots, <laughs> yeah. you know. The but it is. No, it, it does. Totally. It gives you a dopamine hit. Yeah. But yeah. shopping, it's not something actually that I did, which I'm surprised because I find that a lot of women actually do go shopping to feel feel that mm-hmm. um, feel mm-hmm. that need. But I mean, I think too from a from a health perspective, I think what worries me and especially a lot for men is the anxiety and depression that comes with it. Of having a lot of friends that I know that have split up from partners, whether it's been a marriage or just a you know a long term relationship, is the cycle they go in when it comes to depression. And I mm-hmm. think that has been probably just seeing it, you know 
globally, it worries me. Yeah. Because people don't go talk about that they have separated or that they have divorced oh, because yeah. they don't want to be judged. They feel oh, yeah. shameful. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because... I mean, especially if you want to bring in, you know, religion into it and you're not meant to get divorced and then there's, you know, just everyday mums and dads at school mm-hmm. that want to have their conversation and gossip. Like it's a mm-hmm. very stressful time. So, it yeah, is. there's no sleep, you know, and then you've got to worry about finances. And then if you've got the kids, it's like, well, how do I manage that? But then it's just having to talk to them to mm-hmm. make arrangements and agreements. And if you've got people that, I mean, I think like anything, people are hurt. Hurt people mm-hmm. hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just this vicious cycle. Well, and it can be so brutal. It mm-hmm. really can. And brutal on the children too. And I think, you know, if I had one message that I that I personally wanted to get out to anyone out there listening about divorce is keep the kids first and foremost in the front of your mind and what's best for them and not you. Yeah. Personally. 100%. Until there's time for healing to happen and really try to have an amicable, an amicable divorce if that's possible. Don't, don't tear the other person apart. Don't mm-hmm. do anything, anything productive when you're doing that. You know, you get a divorce, try to be civil. Just try to be civil. Mm-hmm. It's in the best interests of everyone being civil. I yeah. Mean, hey, I get you might be angry if your partner did something to you. They hurt you. But there's, again, I feel like there's just so many underlying things that each person has. If so, if a reason that a, a relationship is breaking up, but same as friendship, it doesn't matter. A relationship is a relationship. Mm-hmm. You may not like what that person has done, but it's not necessarily being done to you. Like you said, Yeah. they're going through something and perhaps there has never been that communication on what that person is experiencing or going through and they do dumb shit you know and it could be that people cheat or that they you know go take drugs and become irresponsible I mean there's so many different reasons that a relationship can end Mm -hmm. but how can we look at that and go how can I make how can I how can we still support each other to go our separate ways instead of how can I make your life a living hell mm-hmm. I mean who well, a lot of people that? do that they have that oh. agenda when they divorce they want to destroy the other person they really do and I just think it's so bad when I when another person does that to someone that, that they at one time at least loved enough to marry and have children with us like I said again if there's children involved you really don't even have a choice you must be civil to one another right or you do damage to the ch- children what right. is, I, I think Jamie Lee you hit it on the head as well it takes two in the process you know, even if someone if, if someone was unfaithful or if they started having some sort of drinking problem or another sort of addiction, something led to that. And, you know, we we have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and take responsibility and ownership for your shit, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because oh, that's right. You just swore. It's a podcast after the broadcast. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I could read that thing now with the F word. And Go for all it. That you should. <laughs> right. I might. I like saying right. the F word. <laughs> I do. Jamie and I have that I say in common. I say Jamie it all I, the time. J- Jamie and I uh, love to partake right. in a little tomfoolery when it comes to swearing. To the F word, yeah. Well, I used to not curse that much, but then I started working with veterans, and it just all went to hell. <laughs> yeah, no, well, okay, yeah. so I grew up in New York. Oh, hell. And I'm Italian, <laughs> and I was in the restaurant business yeah. for many, many years. So that'll do it to you, being in the kitchen, being Italian, and, and, and growing That's up like in New you York. You learned that in the second grade. Yeah. <laughs> That's like four, four times F. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, if you're just now, uh, well, not, not listen to me. I'm acting like we're live on the air. I'm going to say, if you're just now joining us, no, you're listening, or maybe, well, maybe you they turned it tuned off. Out. Yeah. yeah, you might have tuned down. You're tuning back in. So Welcome. attention. Uh, <laughs> podcast after the broadcast, uh, Life and Dating After Divorce. I'm here with Jamie Lee Frazier and Mo Brosette. Okay, so life and dating after divorce. So, how does uh, divorce impact our mindset? 
Mo, I dare you to go first on this one. <laughs> You're all about the mindset too, mate. Go ahead. It makes you feel less than, number one. Mm-hmm. And I know from personal experience from I, I was I was married young and divorced after three years of marriage and then was in a six-year relationship after that, um, engaged for the last year, and we ended that one. Thank God. Oh. Uh, no, that was good. <laughs> Whoa. Congratulations. Yeah. But still, there's though there's that initial feeling of, damn, I'm never going to find someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost for me, it was kind of this weird sense of urgency to start looking around and where can I go? Who well, can yeah, I surround myself with? Why do we do that? Now, now that you're more mature, yeah, why do we do that? I don't know. Because I think because you – we were so used and accustomed to being with someone else that we didn't have to we, – we, 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 you lose who you are, mm-hmm. right? You lose the sense of self. And it wasn't until after my you second – You shouldn't though in a healthy no, relationship. No, you shouldn't. You should be yeah. able to express yourself. You should be able to be who you are right? and be your own person. I think that's huge. Oh, absolutely. I was a different human being yeah. going into the marriage, uh, my first marriage, coming out, the, uh, coming out of that marriage. I completely lost my self-identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember after my second relationship ended, I was – I lived on the other side of White Rock Lake here in Dallas. And I was driving home one day. I was like, why am I going home? I don't have a damn thing to do mm-hmm. there. I don't mm-hmm. have to be anywhere. And I don't have anyone to take care of other than myself and my dog. Mm. And he's with me. So Is that Franklin? It, it, Is that no, that was, that was Zeus. He was my boxer. I had a Zeus. Oh, man. Aww. Yeah. My, my Zeusy 15 boy. years. I had Zeusy boy a really long yeah. time, too. He was a big shepherd, came right off the street. Yeah. Uh, someone, it was a uh, Sky Helicopter, actually. Uh, dear friends of mine, Con, Connie and Ken uh, Pyatt, someone had thrown it over the fence at Sky Helicopter, and it was it had heartworms, and it was a, it was it was supposed to be 100. He, Zeus, when he died, was like 110 pounds, but when, when they found him and I mm-hmm. adopted him, he weighed like 55 pounds. Yeah, it's a big dog. Starving yeah. to death. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that, that's what I noticed. I, I recognized that, and I was like, huh. It's okay for me to be with myself and let me pour back into me first. Mm-hmm. So that way when I am ready to date someone again, I can I can be the best mo for that human being. Well, you know I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you do. You ha- you should learn from every every ev- mm-hmm. everything you go through in your life adds value, I think, and you should never regret anything. Um, even when you were saying mm-hmm. the relationship after six years, thank goodness you didn't get married. But you wouldn't know what you know now had oh, you absolutely. not gone through that. So yeah. it was a it was yeah. a blessing. I'm grateful for the lessons I learned in yeah. that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know um, this this article um, and uh, and it's about uh, twelve smart ways to make dating after divorce easier, according to therapist. It says wait until your divorce or separation is final before you start dating. What do you guys say about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And what about ask uh, if you're dating again uh, for the right reasons? Because you you made me think of this, actually, because you said, I I felt like I had to get right back out there. I think so many people, so many people make that mistake where Mm -hmm. they feel like um, they have to be connected. They have to have someone on their arm in order to feel validated. Um, Mm -hmm. I think think the millennials are coming away from that quite a bit more than, like, say, your generation or my generation, where we're all kind of the same generation. Right. I'm a little bit older than you guys, but. You know, not a whole generation, but 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 that can make a difference too. different generations have different um, perspectives and different um, opinions about marriage and uh, and and what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think the biggest thing about 
I mean, kind of similar to you, Mo, like the first thing I did was spend time by myself. I'm like, I am not going on some rampage because it's very easy to do that because you need to be filled and feel like you're wanted and needed and people still find you sexy and all Mm -hmm. the things. But spending time with yourself is probably one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just going to Mexico, uh, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. And it was just so quiet, didn't mm-hmm. have the kids, it was just adults only. That was just hard turning off business mode and mm-hmm. being quiet for like a couple of days. Yeah. I, I kind of felt a bit strange. I saw your post and I thought it was, I actually commented and I think I, I said the word single mom in there, I was mm-hmm. said to, I, which you don't like, but I apologize. No, that, I mean, but, no, um, it's fine. It's a, just a label, right? It's just a label. <laughs> well, and what was the other alternative uh, you uh, coached? Co-parent. A co-parent, yeah. I mean, I'm blessed that, you know, yeah. that dad's co-parent. Yeah. Well, that you bring up a good point because mm-hmm. some people, when they divorce, feel single. They mm-hmm. feel like a single parent instead of co-parenting. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the importance mm-hmm. of it being a civil divorce, especially if there's children involved, so that you co-parent and not cause any more damage mm-hmm. than the divorce is already done. Right. So, because it is difficult for I children. I think you have to be, that's where you, for like, you know, the term stay in your lane. Right. You yeah. can only control you. Yeah. I can't control my ex. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister went through a divorce and she was so just distraught about mm-hmm. her ex-husband that that was her focus 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time. And he didn't care. You know, she had all these feelings and all these emotions. And he was like, OK, on to the next for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But she was hanging on to that. Mm-hmm. And then their daughters bore the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you have to be able to also understand that, hey, look, I'm, I'm trying to make this work. I want to be amicable with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're not going to be amicable with me, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'm, I'm, you still have to do be the best version of you possible mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. And I think, I think it needs to be – there's an element of healthy selfish in there. Mm-hmm. You have to be better for yourself mm-hmm. so you can be better for your children. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and sometimes there are circumstances that it's very difficult to practice that mm-hmm. in, uh, especially if the divorce isn't settled for yeah. many years. Yes. You know, and you're still in court, you know, for many years afterwards. It happens to people. Mm-hmm. It does. My, and, and, my, my wife, Alex, her parents, they divorced when she was one and they settled when she was 25. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Well, yep. you know what? You may, I used to work for family court in New York State, and there was mm-hmm. a famous couple that used to be, they were in court all the time. They were, they were divorced for like 20 years. 20 years, I swear. And this, the woman would not let go. She would not let go of mm-hmm. that pain. Yeah. And it was so destructive. Um, and her, her, the, actually, their son was a, was a schoolmate of mine. Um, and uh, I haven't thought about him in years. He actually bought my, my, my mother and father's piano out of our family home years and years ago. Haven't even thought about that in so long. But, um, but I remember having con- candid conversations with him. His name was Paul. And, um, and how damaging it was. His parents um, just contempt for one another. Mm-hmm. Continuous. So- you know, so you really do have to um, divorce well, you know. Well, what's interesting I find here in the United States is that you can get divorced pretty quickly. In mm-hmm. Australia, you have to be a minimum separated mm-hmm. for 12 months mm-hmm. before you can get divorced. And yeah. then you mm-hmm. have to kind of go through a relationship program. Well, I think it used to be that way in it, Oklahoma. I have a friend who had to divorce her ex-husband twice because she slept with him with that, within that first year. And if you have, <laughs> yes, no, I'm serious. Oh, what? Yeah, because that happens That's a lot. That's a thing. That what com- do you mean? Oh, it comes back. A, de- a uh, lot well, of guys really? do that. They come back and sleep with you. Well, yeah, did they, they use tell it for the a court? Manipul- or- yeah. uh, what? Well, 
Well, they, they can use it as a manipulation tool, you know. Um, yeah. So many things I could so say. So many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he came back and he slept with her. And so the divorce, uh, they, had to, they had to refile because he like, you know. And wait another 12 months? I think so, yeah. My mind is blown. It, it was in, I don't know if, the, if that law so is, still exists in Oklahoma, but it did a few years ago. Wow. So, but it makes sense. It really does. You know, think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you if they put that statute on it that you've got to be separated for twelve months and mm-hmm. you engage in yeah. marital activities, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it can be used definitely be used as a manipulation tool. Maybe. But some couples, oh, uh, yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, that's that's what I she's see where going. you're going. Yeah, well, I see what well, you're I, saying. I had it happen to me. Yeah, yeah. But I think still that's that- transparent. That is transparent. Thank you for sharing, Ben. Thank you for sharing. But I think, too, some people separate, and due to financial constraints, they're still living under the same roof, oh, which, yeah. are, which we did right. initially because yeah. we had moved to the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't want to be going spending more money on another place, and we've mm-hmm. got to figure all this out, and then what's best for the kids? Do we still cohabitate? Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't be there at the same time necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But it is, these are all the things that you've got to think about and the stresses that come with it because there's the, there's the financial impact too in addition to the emotional. And financial mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things oh, in yeah. terms of stresses for any human. Oh, yeah. So adding that all in. But, yeah, it's it's really interesting in terms of getting back to dating. Like how much healing have you done? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. And I think it's hard too because you're not going to know until you put yourself out there mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But then you might realize how broken you are when yeah. you are trying to date. Yeah. And I think we all have different ways that we do date mm-hmm. too. You know, some of us are a bit anxious and some of us are a bit avoidant as we get mm-hmm. deeper in. And then others are just like, yeah, I got this together, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a process. I know after my first divorce, I took a whole year. Actually, yeah. um, yeah, a whole year before I even enter- entertained the thought. I was, I was too, I was too broken. I was too broken. I, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And then I remember it well. The night that I, um, I let it all go. I remember right. it well. Um, but I went through uh, all the stages of grief that, right. le- just like if somebody had died. And I think that's really a good measuring stick that makes sure that you go through the grieving process, mm-hmm. especially if you were caught off guard. Yeah, like a death. Oh, and yeah. Absolutely. And so. you have to go through those stages. And that's where the feelings come in, the, the vulnerability and the acceptance. But don't become a victim mm-hmm. to that, to the feelings or the, that oh, circumstance. Yeah. It's difficult to do. Yes. Um, like I said, especially under the case, like we were talking about people where their divorce lingers on, like the finality mm-hmm. of all of it uh, for years and years, or you get, you know, resued again or something like that. Uh, it, it can be very difficult to navigate through it. Mm. I have heard, um, I think I had this conversation with, James and we were talking about some people say oh but if you've been married for 10 years you should be taking five years break you shouldn't be dating for five years and it's like who's given the rules on who like right and it's like and that's probably another thing was the guilt of dating again Mm -hmm. is people like oh you need to have so much time off before you date or Mm -hmm. it's not healthy or it's not good for you and I Mm -hmm. and I and it started making me feel guilty and I was at actually in a retreat and I said I love love and I love who I am mm-hmm. and I am ready to date and I'm not going to let anyone tell me that I, I'm not allowed to date. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I am ready and I know I'm ready. I have spent so much time healing my heart and I was doing, I think, two years before even we had separated mm-hmm. because I knew there was something else going on within right. me. Yeah. You know, my soul was just craving something in, in terms of depth, I think, and connection. And it was, and it's really hard because I have a beautiful relationship with my ex-husband and he is a great man, but sometimes things come to an end mm-hmm. and, and it is sad. 
that. And sometimes I'm still grieving, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, so many people are putting rules on what you're meant to, you know, mm-hmm. how you're meant to date or when you can date. And and I think that's a big part of the judgment and what we also suffer, you know, moving through through that journey because it is a, it's a new season of life and it's not easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best way to find support um, after a divorce? Mm. Where do you think is the best source? Family? Uh, Friends? I don't know because... That's a hard one. Yeah, that's yeah. tough, man. I know it's tough. That's yeah. why I asked it. I, oh. <laughs> do you know what actually worked for me is finding... Uh, and you, I think sometimes if you've got the opportunity to a find new group? a new, a new mm-hmm. place to where you can be free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is when you are still surrounded by your network, by the families, by everyone that has been in your life since you've been married or dating, that's, mm-hmm. that's very, that's a very difficult situation to navigate. And I've been blessed to be in Dallas, you know, through majority of this experience. And I have met amazing people like you guys and, thank you, you know, you just, just friends that have supported me and had my back. And I have had days, I think, you know, um, at Sean's place, like I had, I had moments like where I was just mm-hmm. crying all day mm-hmm. because I needed mm-hmm. to go through the grieving process or because things were difficult, you know, that I wanted to spend time with my kids and, you know, it wasn't appropriate. And I did. I had to sit there some days and just cry and let it out and get emotional. And then I had the beautiful lake where I could just take the walk mm-hmm. and be free and then I could go, you know, sing karaoke and mm-hmm. have some fun. So, you know, I think it's having – sometimes you've got to get out of where you're at to be able to step out and get a bit more freedom. And yeah. I think that's that's a big piece. Yeah, and have surrounding yourself with people that understand. Sean and Shelley Wells, two of the most compassionate people I amazing. personally know. Amazing people, amazing couple. Um, so how do, you, how do you overcome the judgment that comes with divorce? Hmm. My my body tingles when you mention the go, word judgment. It's judgment. a little. Well, we all go. You know what? Yeah, we go. We go through it. Go ahead, talk about it. it it's or not. It's or hard. Not. Well, I think as Mo said before, you know, and and it's true. We only can control who we are, our own behaviors. You know, and you can talk about people being toxic, but it's our behaviors that are toxic. If there is toxicity in a relationship, but I think. Yeah, the judgment piece is difficult. It's something that you have to remind yourself that a lot of the time, yes, people are going to share their judgment vocally to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. but then there's also a we judging ourselves thinking what someone else is thinking mm-hmm. that may not even be true, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's that complexity that comes with it, but it is hard, you know, dating again and having a partner and then sometimes people in their circle won't accept you because you're the new partner Mm -hmm. and that is hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, you know what? I feel sad for them because then they don't get to be a part of everything that we also have. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It's just, I think through just a lot of my healing and and through, you know, the experience with Bali and a lot of that, I've I've learned to overcome judgment. Mm -hmm. But I think what pisses me off is I want to tell these people who are Mm -hmm. judging to wake the F up because, Mm -hmm. You know what? Until you're in that situation, do not come at me with judgment. Mm-hmm. Until you've experienced that, do not come at me with judgment. Right. Have compassion. Mm-hmm. We are all human. We right. all have a heart. We all go through stuff. And it may not be divorce. It may not be, you know, um, whatever it may be. But it's just back off, you know. Yeah. And I, sometimes I just want to rah that. And it is. It's, it triggers me because I just I don't understand. I mean, I understand why people judge. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'm like, maybe you need to have actually have a look at your own backyard mm-hmm. instead right. of coming at me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's typically what will happen. People are 
they're unhappy in their situation mm-hmm. and they're just looking for an outlet. And then you happen to be that person that they've been waiting for. But Jamie, like, like you said, it was a few months or a couple months before you guys separated when you knew things weren't right and you were already working through things and you know, right? If you, if you're going to get a divorce, unless again, it's, if it's a sudden death or you come home to a letter, which by the way, that's what I did in my first one. It's terrible. You did what? what? I came home to a letter. It was to a letter? Awesome. You came home to the letter. Oh, I was going to say, you no, no, hell no. Oh, okay. I came home. Shit. She was like, here, read this. I'll be back. And that was Didn't it. Didn't come back. Wow. Well, she came back, but oh. yeah, that was it. But other people don't know. And I think it's important if, – if it was me, and again, in this situation, if I was in the situation now and I felt somebody was judging me for you know dating too soon or doing whatever, I would just, just have the conversation with them. Have it with them unapologetically and don't be – look, don't be a dick about it, but just be like, hey, listen, you don't know the situation. I've been dealing with this for months. We've been working through this. Mm-hmm. So until you understand the full scope of the, the, of the story – Keep your opinion to yourself mm-hmm. and just be that way and, and say that. And that, that way you, I, I know that if you're my friend and I think you're judging me or you are judging me and I have that conversation with you, I know where we stand. And I know whether or not, Bernadette, like you said, who do you surround yourself with afterwards? Mm-hmm. I know if I need to surround myself with you or not. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. I actually was hearing things from Australia being here. Wow. I was hearing things from Australia. Oh, someone's wondering if you know, you're getting divorced. This was a friend of mine. And I kind of did the same thing. I was like, girlfriend, I know you're that type of person that just likes to gossip. That's mm-hmm. that's her nature. That's what she enjoys doing in mm-hmm. being in people's business. Good for her. But I also know <laughs> that she's very powerful in network in mm-hmm. a sense of that's what she's very good at being in everything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did the same thing as you, Mo. And I just kind of, I said, hey, um, I understand that you want to learn things about my life. Like one, I want to understand why, but two, if you want to know, come to the source. I'm happy to share. At the same time, I know you're a powerful person and you and you love to connect with people. So how about we use that for kindness mm-hmm. instead of gossiping? Because how you're going about it is hurting me and I'm just going to be honest with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you feel the need to share this message with your friends, because I know sometimes that's who you are, mm-hmm. I said, go for it. I said, but I'm here and I can see you. And I know you're better than this and kind of left it at that. And same thing. I got this massive apology back, but it's just like, you're talking about my marriage, about Mm -hmm. my kids, about my my life. life. Yeah. Back off. Mm -hmm. That's what we're, we are, we are designed, unfortunately, to talk about the negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. know it, right? Look at everything Good that's on Good news doesn't sell. No, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. Right? If oh, it's yeah. not on fire or exploding or you know whatever, then it's that's not That's why gonna... there's tabloids. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what we... we Did are... you know that Jeff and Angelina... Or not Jeff. Um, <laughs> Brad. Brad. <laughs> Those are my two dogs, Brad and Jeff. <laughs> but uh, Brad, Brad and Angelina... There, it says on the cover of the star. I read it today when I went to the hair salon <laughs> that they might be working it out. Yeah. That he's he's uh, he's he's sober now. I and see. Is I it s- true? I, no, I don't know. I see <laughs> no. them on the cover like every That's, month. I, I, no, yeah. did you guys see the video of Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis? It's they're holding up a video. They're taking a video and it's a tabloid and yeah. it's like they're divorcing. And Mila's like, "What? We're getting a divorce? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You're taking the kids? Like, what's going on?" I've seen that before. I've seen. I, I can't remember what it was on, but some celebrity. Are like we love to go to the store to find out what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't right? That funny, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And I know the two we talk about social media, but I think that's another interesting one oh, is when boy. people start blocking or start um, ignoring you, and you're like, I thought, like you said, I thought you were my mate. 
Mm-hmm. And then they defriend you, follow, like block you, whatever it uh-huh. may be. Or then you, you know, you might be dating again and then the ex partner or the family. And it's just like, mm-hmm. what's, what world are we living in? Yeah. Well, and then you make me think of something when my first divorce, uh, I, uh, there wasn't social media. It was like mm-hmm. 10 years ago. It wasn't prevalent. There was Facebook, but I wasn't on it. I've never been a big fan mm-hmm. of social media. Um, and, but, uh, but you, you, you find family members too. This is what happened to me. So, you know, um, uh, you know, my former husband basically, you know, had moved on very quickly, you know? And so, um, I, I have to be careful what I say here, but, um, I'm sorry I even brought this up. <laughs> Actually, Why? But, it's okay, but, well, because it, 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 you have to be careful what you say, especially mm-hmm. when sure. there's children involved, sure. you know, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, that happens. Oh, that was very convenient. Maybe another time I'll Tabloids. be more translucent. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this up? I think it's important that if you're going through that process that you you take time to find out who you are and mm-hmm. you you become comfortable with yourself before you put yourself back out there. Mm-hmm. Because if not, then you're just kind of really, for lack of a better term, a shell of who you really are. Well, yeah. And you're just you're just searching for something to fill a void. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that and that feeds codependency. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as I, I mean, I'm not I. I, I couldn't move forward. I couldn't. It took me a while. You know, it really took me a while to do it. And um, and I think that's healthy, though. But I was going to say, that's okay. It, I think everyone has their own pace and, you know, their own healing journey. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't had children, it would have been, it's over. Right. No big deal. I mean, yeah, you might cry a little bit or say, oh, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. But I do think there needs to be a period of time after any breakup from any relationship, whether yes. you're married or not, where you self-reflect mm-hmm. and you own whatever it is that you did and you fix it. Yeah. Go so you don't feelings. carry it in because you're just going to do it to the next person. Yeah. If you haven't fixed your what you did or, or character flaws you might have or whatever it is that uh, are your imperfections, you have to at least try to, uh, to acknowledge them in order to grow. Would you agree? I think that's massive because once you get back into dating, it's again, how do you date in a good way? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we've all had dating disasters, but oh, man. I think too, and, and getting online, like going online dating. I was just going to bring up online dating. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about the, the photo thing that we had spoken about uh, live when you talk about Instagram, people using filters. The dating thing, I have heard some pretty disasters, pretty interesting stories of men meeting these women that mm-hmm. supposedly are looking all fab and then they totally don't look like their photo when they yeah. go on the date. Well, you know what? I actually have a story about that, which I have <laughs> shared on the air before. I'm not going to say the name, but it was a radio host here in Dallas, okay? And I got this from an insider story, but it's factual, um, that he actually met a woman at the place they were meeting at, and when he drove up and saw her, he told her, don't even get out of your car. You're 15 pounds heavier than what your picture um, looked like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing this date. And then what left, like left her there. I think that's pretty shallow. She that's should counter bad. lucky stars that he's that shallow, that right. he would do that to another human being, but that's probably the worst story I've ever heard as right. far as like online dating. Who does that to another human being? And thank know. God he said that to her so she didn't end up with him. That's the, but that's the mindset you have to have. Instead of her yeah. going, oh, my God, I'm less than, I'm not worthy. Like, look at this. Yeah. 
Asshole. I can tell you what yeah. I would have told him. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you see, oh, I want to say it so bad. I know we're on the broadcast after the do broadcast. It, do, it, do it. No, I can't Ow. because then people think I'm crude and ugly. So my wife and I are. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about tabloids. Oh, I want to say it so bad. Just say it. Oh, find a really good reason oh, to say my it. God. Yes. There's a show <laughs> called. There's a show called uh, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God. Oh. I yeah, love it. I have never seen it. Yes. A friend of mine told me about Don't, it because I have another friend who's doing this right now. Oh, well, it's it's incredible. It's awful, but you should watch it, and you will never not be able to watch it. But every <laughs> one of the women that are on that show, when they send their pictures, because they show them on the, on TV, right, mm-hmm. to the, the to the man that lives in another country, like they don't even look. They they look twenty years younger and twenty pounds lighter at least, and almost every time. They get over to the other country. The guy's like, eh, you're a little bit different than your picture show. Mm-hmm. So, it, But that's what we do. But right? you should be FaceTiming. I mean, I had a right? guy, right? I had a guy that the, the first uh, interaction was pretty much he said, uh, I mean, we had a little bit of joke back and forth. But the first thing he kind of said is like, I, I want to FaceTime you. And I, I'm kind of like, I can, we can negotiate this. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> We can uh, – how about chat first? And if the chat goes mm-hmm. well, then I'll consider FaceTiming. Yeah. But I can understand why because they want to see that you're real. But I had one douchebag that <laughs> sent me – a girl. He did. He, he, he was like, send me a pic. And I'm like, pardon me. F send you. you a pic. What? And I'm like, go F yourself, buddy. And I blocked because I'm like, I am, I am not mm-hmm. sending pics of myself. I'm like, there's pics – on my Instagram. Here's my Instagram. Here's my, you know, profile. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. look at that. But mm-hmm. it's just uh, ex- example shallow. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, when it comes to dating, I think one thing I, I always believe, and I think when I met my husband or, you know, when you meet the one or something like that, I think you need to be accepted fully for who you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it is still about the communication and mm-hmm. asking for what you need and being very upfront about where where you're coming to in this yeah. relationship and what it is that you're looking for. And I think if if you've got to be pretty quick to go, this person is not for me. Mm-hmm. I get that we can look and go, oh, maybe they're potential. Sure, there's potential, but you've also got to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to date just to date. I think mm-hmm. it's okay to date yourself for a while. Oh, yeah. But um, – I mean, you can make some major mistakes. Oh, I mean, so easy to do. I was that. when I when I first got div- my first divorce. Uh, it was like ten years ago, and um, I I wrote music afterwards. That was my way of getting out my emotions. I love that. And um, I wrote some That's really great. really good songs. Like really, some of them. Uh, actually, a couple of them. People said you should. You know, you could totally get these published. But um, or is that the word you use? For produced. Pu- produced. Produced. Yeah. Produced. Um, and they were completed. You know, pretty much. We went to a studio and I recorded. But one of the one of the songs I have to try to find the lyrics. But one of the songs I wrote is I know what it feels like to be a whore oh wow <laughs> damn that's deep yeah it was a good song yeah it was a really good song huh yeah well listen i think too like you know to 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 kind of put a cap on that whole instagram thing and the the uh the filters i mean to understand that when you meet a human they're going to see you as who you are mm-hmm. so be that and that's why i said like learn to love who you are and what you have and all of your quote faults because mm-hmm. that's what's that's what makes you unique that's what makes you special in you mm-hmm. and that's what makes you beautiful so you're going to see this person face to face at some point in time mm-hmm. and if it goes beyond that they're going to see you naked so stop hiding they yourself are? but that's a bit scary <laughs> it is right? a bit scary it is, it is scary. It is, especially but, after kids yeah. and you know you ain't 27 anymore right but yeah. 
It is scary. It is. It is. Yeah. That's super. You talk about vulnerability. That's like being super oh, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Lights out. Your lights out. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, I. Um. No, I'm not necessarily lights out. No. 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 Uh, I wasn't sure I what you were what talking about. Means. I don't. I didn't at first what she where she was going, but you know, uh, no lights out. I, God, I want to say I want to say what I wanted to say so bad, but I I just really shouldn't do it. Why? Because I I've got anxiety right now for sharing too much. I do. My hands are tingling. I've got anxiety. Let's it's, talk about that. What's going on? I don't know. I just don't. I I don't know. You know, it's I guess judgment from other people and. Yeah, I have anxiety. A lot of people are going to be listening to this. In terms of dating or because of divorce? No, or? just from sharing, from sharing certain things, you know? But that's that's a part of of the vulnerability and telling your story. Like, screw everybody else. Yeah. If people are going to judge you, they're going to judge you already, yep. mm-hmm. right? This is something that you have to say for you in order to free your mind. Yeah, it's just that it's like journaling, but mm-hmm. we're just journaling. You're, you're setting my joke up so good. You're setting it up uh-huh. so well. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's staying integrity with yourself. If, yeah, so keep going, girlfriend. Yeah. So you know what I would have said to that guy what? after he said, if he said to me, "Hey, you're 15 pounds heavier, and don't even get out of your car," I would have said, "Let me see your dick." Yeah. Ah. There, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and he'll get back into the and car. He'll get right back crude? in and oh, no, drive oh, away. Maybe he might just drop him because he's such a dick. Right? <laughs> hey. I'm just, you know. Anything no. is possible, girlfriend. I see. I shouldn't have said no, that. That's oh, incredible. my God. No, no, that's perfect. Because you know how many other ladies would have said the same thing? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just no. to like cut him to his cord almost. That's like, what oh, I'm you think hey, you're yeah. so great? Let's see your dick. Yeah. Right? Here. Let's see what you got, big right? boy. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Not that that makes a man better. Right, but, but, but it's just like I don't know. It's just like a. I guess it's a. It's a guy thing that if yeah. a girl I mean, says that to you, you're like, what? If he's right. going to make a comment about a woman's weight, then just right, you're go gonna right make back a, at him. Yeah, go right back exactly. at him. Exactly, but yeah. that's but but you shouldn't do that because you're a woman. I hell with that. Yeah, well, I, I would. I don't think I would ever. do You'd have to really be. You'd have to really make me mad for me to say something right. like that. But if I, I haven't said something like that, but I had a guy, and I this is I think a hard thing to dating. I don't like to tell people too much that, about being in business and because they want to know all your things. And I don't, I think setting a foundation of a new relationship on how you set, how you enter that relationship. I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't based on business and the reason we were connecting. And then I was mm-hmm. trying to look at, I didn't want it to be an emotional thing. How can we just make it about love and being ourselves versus all these other things? But mm-hmm. eventually this guy that I was dating turned up and kind of was like, I need some business advice and started going down this route. And I'm like, Alrighty then. But then he's like, so, but I need to know why I should listen to you and started digging in like this and started oh getting gosh. really aggressive. And I just went, I guess you don't know who I am because the way you're talking to me, dude, you are an effing asshole. Mm-hmm. And this is the last conversation I'm having and please lose my number. And I was just Good like for you. done wow. because the way he, he just, he just brought me down and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not having a person questioning who I am. Like the world's open. You can go Google search me. You can do all the things, mm-hmm. but just the way he spoke to me was just so degrading. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, you, you, can you go should never let anybody you. talk to you like that. Absolutely. No. Never to move. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking of Elle Woods now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think an interesting, and just to, to move forward on that, I think boundaries are, are massive when entering a new relationship and being mm-hmm. very clear on what's okay and what's not mm-hmm. okay. Because I think, you oh, know, I love that. 
there's a book I'm reading at the moment, Boundaries, which is really interesting. Um, it's definitely opened my mind up um, even more. But I think even to the guilt play of being a single mum or mm-hmm. co-parenting, not having mm-hmm. your kids and then um, – or it could be animals because I know people that are like kind of working well, with yeah. their pups too, you know, sharing mm-hmm. the pup. But uh, it's kind of like how do how do you not feel guilty? Mm-hmm. When you don't have the kids right. or if you're not there for the kids mm-hmm. or you want to do something for yourself. Right. And then there's the boundaries of what's okay and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. And that's both to the ex and to the to the new relationship mm-hmm. and not feeling guilty having boundaries. Yeah. It's and huge. feeling guilty about having fun. Right. I know I dealt with a lot of that. When my kids were suffering, they suffered for a very long time. Mm-hmm. If I found a moment where I maybe was having a little bit of fun, I felt very guilty about it because it's difficult to be happy when your children are suffering. Mm-hmm. What's that old expression? You're only as... You're only as happy as your happiest child or something like that. I don't remember it. But um, anyway, I think we need to wrap this up because they need the studio here in a couple of minutes. Well, but, here we go. Um, but anything else you want to say? Final thoughts? Uh, I think I'm good. You think you're good? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Did I kill you with that comment? I'm gonna I'm gonna no, be I'm gonna I have a panic that. attack no, over you this. Should. That was no, incredible. You, you needed to say that. That I was needed perfect. To say it? Yes, I'm okay. so proud of you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> fist pump. Okay, fist pump. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you later.